We call them uh, motivation. <laughs> All right, friends. Let's. Um, there was something that was said that I wanted to reflect on. Record. I, I kept it going, brother. Good back. I pray that whoever's listening, birds, that y'all know that we are really trying to record. <laughs> you, you mean it was recording our conversation while you were out of the room? About uh, Oreo. <laughs> so what I'll go do, I'll go back and like, yeah, I'll just, like, or you can just leave it in there. Yeah, that part where we talked about That's the whole conversation. That's everything. Won't be anything left. There was one thing that was said that really kind of stuck with me or made me kind of perk up. Reconciliation. No, 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 that's not it. Unity is not uniformity. Unity is not uniformity. And I thought that was kind of, and I had to think about that for a second. And so any, any thoughts in like what did, what did that mean for you? Like how did that, because it kind of started me down a thought of well, I'm not saying you. I was thinking about the Ukrainian war, and I, I was looking at AP, and apparently they've taken back a big city, a strategic city, and they came in and they raised up their flag, and they were all saluting and playing their national anthem, and they were all in the same uniform. And I'm like, man, those guys look like they're together. I'm like, are they? I'm sure they are. But to me, if you look the same, then you're marching to court the same beat. You know. I'm sorry. Oh, you're good. You're good. You're good, brother. That voice is coffee. I know you're not. <laughs> is, well, let's start with this question. Is that true that unity is not necessarily uniformity? It's a question, yes, yes or no? Yeah, God made us all different. He made us, you know, um, <coughs> created us like who we are. And I think what I'm gathering trying to pull out of this, right, and, and I, I wrote down what he said there, is that we need to love and appreciate each other, and we talked about this before, right, but just that's a, whoever it is, right, child of God, if, whether your differences are in what you believe, whether, I mean, I mean, like, politics, things like that, right, or your differences are, you know, what somebody looks like, or the language they speak, or where they come from, or any of those differences. Right, that it, we don't have to be uniform. We're not made uniform, but we can be unified in Christ. Well, our service isn't made uniform either, because somebody's an arm, somebody's a leg, somebody's a head, somebody's a hand. You know, we were never created to mm -hmm. be uniform, but united, yes. Well, we see that in areas of disaster when the hurricane goes through. Mm -hmm. The cities they come together in unity. They're still not uniform. Right. So there's unity there to help one another to get relief. Houston had a really good example of that when they had their big flood um, two, three, four years ago. Y'all remember? Mm -hmm. Folks were showing up in neighborhoods with bass boats and all kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. They really got behind each other. Mm -hmm. um, so the quote specifically was unity does not depend mm -hmm. on uniformity. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Joe. So I think all three of us wrote it down. Yes. <laughs> because we were already at the same time. But um, so that to me means more like, I mean, yes, we're not all going to look the same, but it means we don't have to all look the same, act the same, talk the same in order to be unified. So it's, I don't know, for me that, 
like they were saying, how Jewish do you have to be to be a Christian? Yeah. Um, you don't. Yeah. That army all looked the same, but they weren't the same purpose. Mm -hmm. They all had different jobs. Mm -hmm. They all had the same mission, and they all celebrated together. And they might have been in the same uniform. They all had different backgrounds and different stories. So you can't just assume because something looks the same that it is the same. They probably all agreed, well, I'm sure they all agreed on that one event. Right, they all had a same And they celebrated goal. together, right. but they, tomorrow there may be another event that, this, that separates them. It's not always... Unified in mission. Right. I'm thinking one thing with 7-Eleven, that was a big unification of people, and it lasted for a while. We were all united in, in what, what had happened. Look at the different people, you know, from all over the, the whole country. We were unified with that one thing. But there was racism that came from that. Yes. I oh, mean, yes. absolutely oh, that yes. happened. And, <laughs> yes, yeah. and people I mean, that look like Muslims. The prejudice and everything. We attributed anyone of that race with the horrors that had happened at 9-11. So there was unity in country, but there was a group of people that absolutely were judged for something they were never a part of. Every year we see these Facebook posts, remember 9-11. And the thing that always strikes me is, are we really remembering the people who suffered, or are we trying to keep the hatred going? Ooh, that's powerful. We need to pause for a second on that. <laughs> the, the difference between the way that the world does unity and the way that the church does it is the mission. Yes. So let's kind of continue with this Ukrainian analogy, or the military mission. Like, what, are, what were they trying to do in Ukraine? Like, what was the big drive? In that in that military uh, campaign, drive the Russians out. Yeah, gain Remove back the their. Oppressor, yeah. Remove the oppressor. Absolutely. Okay, so what is it that we're here to do? Stop the enemy. And advance the kingdom. Are we? And the oppressor is Satan. Right. Um, yes. So I I think, like, can if we start there with and the gospel is what should unify us. Well. It does. The gospel unifies us <coughs> if it's chief. Right? Like, that's, we are at war. Like, there are souls at stake in this battle. Right? Like, somebody prayerfully will come here on Sunday, hear the gospel, and get to know Jesus. Someone will come knock on your house, your door, October 31st, thinking they're going to get a treat. And I pray that the gospel we will be provided to them, right? <coughs> like that's the treat that they'll get. We're, I'm thinking of some stuff right now that we're planning on doing for Halloween. Can I ask a question? Yes, I'm sorry. I took us off course. No, no, you're okay. You said that lives are at stake. So are you saying mm -hmm. that if we are not faithful to what God has given us, that we are in control of whether or not somebody is saved? Did I say or, lives or souls? Uh, I should have said souls, okay. but I'm sorry. Go ahead. So that gets kind of more into the election, God's sovereignty, free will thing. Mm -hmm. Are you saying that if we are not faithful, that God won't win in the situations that he's already, like his people won't come to him if we don't do what we're called to do? Elijah, what do you think? <laughs> you know, um, one of my mom's friends was recently actually talking along these lines of, and we were talking about in our young adult small group that 
God uses you, you get the pleasure of getting to be a part of his plan. That regardless, he's going to fill it out. He's going to complete his mission. In this case, he's if it's part of his plan, he's still going to show the love of Christ on these people. We just get the pleasure of being a part of that. He doesn't need us. We just get that pleasure of joining in. Yeah, you, you could he miss already, the opportunity to be used by God. Right, but he, that's he not already going knows to. that you're going to skip that opportunity. Yeah. Wouldn't that written before the foundation of the world? Right. And who's worthy to know? He knew it before it was sealed. We don't say it. Of the world. So, so I, I feel mean, like. I agree with you there. I think you can be a part of God's plan or you can not. You know, and I don't know how the free will really comes in. I mean, going by what y'all saying, through a God perspective, this is like a movie in play, but through a human perspective, we don't know. We're not God. And that does not neglect us or not what to do or what we've been called to do. We we're called to do this. We need to do it. Now, is it, is it plan going to be carried out? Definitely. If he doesn't use us, he'll use something else. Right. So it's a matter of wanting to be carried out. He already knows. But it, it can become a work-based thing. If we don't That's do right. the power is in us and not in God. And God doesn't need us. He can use us, so we need to be careful in this that it's not if we don't do it, it's not going to happen. Right. It's we want to serve the God that saved That's us. Right. How can we share it with everybody of every race, of every sin in the world that needs Jesus? We can make it too narrow and take pride and ownership. If we don't do it, it's not going to happen. God's just laughing going, you think I need you. I'd love to use you and grow you. It reminds me of Elijah when he was running from... Um, Jezebel. Yeah, but he didn't take credit. He gave it to God on the mountain of Carmel. Yeah, he did. Yeah. But do you remember where he just felt like, man, I'm just failing you, God, and yep. I just can't do this, and I'm just having a pity party. Lord, just take me now. Lord, like, come on, man. But he just did a great thing, and then he ran. Well, he didn't do it. God, he oh, said, I understand. God he he wouldn't have there was, um, he was in Proverbs chapter 31, I'm getting this out of the dig deeper. There's a verse that they kind of send us to. Verse 8 and 9, I'll read it. And I'd love to hear y'all's thoughts. Along the same lines of Elijah. Open your mouth for the mute, for the rights of all who are destitute. Open your mouth, judge righteously, defend the rights of the poor and needy. How? How? How do we do that? What verse was that? Chapter 31 of Proverbs, verses 8 and 9. Absolutely. Open your mouth for the mute, for the rights of those, excuse me, of all who are destitute. Open your mouth, judge righteously. Defend the rights of the poor and needy. The question from Jay is how? Well, they started it off by, at the beginning I wrote down, they talked about being an advocate, right? But you can't be an advocate on the surface, right? If you're just spouting out the right words or something and it's not something... A, that you genuinely feel and then act on because of 
that that genuineness that you have in there than it is like they're talking before the hashtag or, or like the token joke. And so anytime you see somebody like that, their job is being an advocate for something because they're they're in there, they're working with whether it's an advocate for children or something like that. Like they, they're in there and they know them and they're 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 empathizing and, and feeling all that. And so if we want to be an advocate for someone, that's what we have to do. I think also the unity of the church is able to do that better. I mean, I can't do all those things for all those people, but there are different groups within the church that may be working with the underprivileged or, you know, taking care of kids or whatever it is. Um, and through missions and things, local missions and stuff, those things can be done by the church. Great segue for a play, uh, plug on Praise and Go. <laughs> so I went to the Eastern Shore last week. I got to see our mission partner out there. Her name is Marissa. First time I met her. And she explained to me um, the dynamic of the migrant workers that are coming up from Mexico and Guatemala and the opportunity that we have to partner with them because they speak Spanish, they have the logistical ability, their close proximity to those folks, that we can support them as they share Christ with those folks up there who are there for a season, literally a season, because it's the harvest season, a growing season. Um, as much as I want to get back and forth to Eastern Shore for two hours, I'll go a couple, three times. Y'all will go, amen? Y'all have been, but they are there, right? And so I agree, like, let's partner with those who are doing the work if we can't do it on our own. Um, my focus these last six, seven, eight months has been our backyard. Like when I came on board, they were like, Jay, we need to reach our Jerusalem. Right, Dalton? Yeah. They told me that. They said, figure it out, Jay. They didn't say figure it out. They just said, lead in this way. We're working it. Um, how do we reach, the? and praise God for the Eastern Shore Ministry, but folks in our backyard, off Shoulder Hill Road, off, I can't think of all those. Ben's Pasture. Ben's Pasture, thank you. Um, off College Drive, Drive. off How do you have interest? And we know the, the, the answer. Love and let Jesus lead you. Like, are we are we doing that? Or is there more to it? And let's really think about it. Like, are we allowing God to put the love of, put his love in us for our brothers and sisters? First John 5, right? If we love God, then we'll show that through our interest and our love for others, right? So are we doing that? There was a thought that if you... 
are if the their heart is closed to others, it's closed to the gospel. So is our heart interest, are we interested in the people around us? And if we are, it's going to show by our actions. It just like if I love my wife, our anniversary rolls around and I just give her a high five and fist pound. Fist bump. You're out. We can never do it enough. And I think sometimes our, our faults, like, at least mine, I can speak for myself, is that we get to the point where we're like, okay, well, I'm doing this, I'm doing this, I'm doing this. So, you know, if we ever feel like that, like that's bad, right? Because we can, can always be seeking, right, in ways that, that God can use us. And we never be I guess, satisfied and just be like in complacent like doing enough how how do we care how do we how do we really allow the spirit of God to move us for our brothers and sisters if we're spending time with God every day in mm -hmm. prayer especially and we specifically pray um, Lord you know open my eyes help me to see who you want me to see today Paul, that's me. Can you grab that marker there, brother? And yes, sir. We're gonna make a list. Oh boy. Um, <laughs> so Joe, the question was, how do we allow God to really dwell in us that we can start loving our neighbors? And what, what did you say? Can you summarize that in like a thought? Just now? Yeah. I heard it. it was very, you said spend time with God. Yeah, basically. Pray for the opportunity. Yeah. yeah. Really, Walking because with God. then God will show you mm -hmm. who He wants you to talk. To. These are the practical everyday steps that we mm -hmm. can take for this to happen. Because so. if we, you know, we talk about how do we reach the lost? Well, we pray for opportunities for Him to put people in front of us, and then and then show us who they are. Mm -hmm. okay. And that's the goal. Now, hopefully, some of those people are. You know, different cultures and things, but it's whoever God puts, our goal puts. Wants us, yeah. He wants yeah. us to talk to who He wants, no. not whether you're black or white. Yeah, or don't orange bypass or that person mm -hmm. we don't because they're not right. And so, and it's this person right here that is so brokenhearted and just dying. So, sorry, that's got to be. What else? Eager what else anticipation. Like praying for it and looking for it. Like, God, who do you have? And pouring in a flood to lots of people and then waiting to see what God does. Expectation. Eager anticipation. Eager anticipation. So pray, God, open my heart, open my eyes, draw me near to you, and then. Be excited and looking for it. Okay. you got to spend the time, too, looking for it. you got to go out into your neighborhood. Too. Oh my, my start just waving and casual conversations yes, that might go nowhere. Just right, but God opens the doors. Got a lot of so after waiting, I too. <laughs> well, after active expectation, I feel like that should be like a book. We're doing what, Jerry? We're we're actually because waiting is expectation is you're not actively doing something. But then you obedient. said, go. And say what you said again, because I don't want to miss. Oh, oh I was yeah. just talking about the, ne the neighborhood that I live in, uh -huh. where Benny lives, and a bunch of others. I mean, it's just uh, uh, we've got a lot of we've got a lot of families that are walking, and we, in my walking, in my travels throughout the neighborhood, there 
in our community in Carrollsbrook, there's great opportunities to talk to. Unfortunately, there's a lot of them that turn you off, and I'm, I can't help that. Yeah. I have no control over it. It's God at work. All I can do is present the gospel. But uh, you always try to strike up a good conversation with it. If you got children, um, you know, one of the best things I had in working uh, vacation Bible school every year here with the kindergarten, I get the five-year-olds every year, have a group of them, is talking last year, was it last year? Not this last one, but before that. To the mothers, because we've got a listing now of the ones that are not married to a church. So you pay closer attention to those mothers that bring their uh, children in. And I always made it a point to say, what an opportunity you're giving your, your children to come here because they've been locked up with, in the house because of COVID-19. And they all said, thank you. That's one of the reasons they brought them here. But you just got, I don't know, there's a lot of people in the neighborhoods. I mean, some of them probably aren't the safest, but ours pretty much is. And uh, make yourself present, you know, I mean. So be present, be actively present. Like you're seeking out opportunities. You're fishing. But, but you don't even have to knock on the door. intrusive leadership, you, you, right? So that's like what it is, though. You just can't stay locked up in your house and behind closed doors. But your neighborhood... Even just walking, you'd be surprised how many people you could run into, especially when the weather's decent yeah. in the mornings or in the evenings, mm -hmm. and strike up a conversation, walking with them and this and that. Well, and then like, once you identify like you said, that. Your, your everyday life. It's just everyday. You're with them. You're nice, you're, you're humble, you're that light. Yeah. Instead of, and yeah. you, if you're mean one day, and you, you could bypass I mean, we can pray about it and all that. We can make all these prayers, but... Yeah. but you got to go. Waiting for God, but if you got to get out also. Paul, can you... Put there for the third bullet, um, actively seeking. Yeah, we got it. Just act, do. Yeah. Yeah. Love doing, all people doing, and looking for God to open doors for more. There was a thought coming from over here. It's just kind of like going. Say, you know, once you, you know, you're, you're having conversations with people, and you then then you get to know them. And that's when you understand what their needs are. Mm -hmm. I think that listening is important. Not good. just talking. Mm -hmm. It's not just about telling them what we mm -hmm. want them to hear. We right. have to listen. And you need to pray yeah. and ask God yeah. to show you, you all the time. Time. I'm sorry. I've stuck my foot in my mouth. Pushed people away because I was so eager. And it wasn't time. I got a story about putting my foot in my mouth. I got ten. I got a dozen over. Can I, I'll save my story. Elijah. Go I was going to say, I think another point, and Mr. Jerry hit it, is not getting discouraged when you get shut down. Not being like, all right, God, pray for the opportunity. Go to it once and then you get shut down. Like, well, I tried. That's it. You know, whatever. Yeah. Like keep, even if you keep hitting a wall, keep doing it again and again and again because you never know. Maybe God's trying to test you to see if you're going to continuously be faithful and keep serving him. Keep putting yourself out there and then an opportunity will present itself. And seeds could be planted also. Mm -hmm. Amen. Yes. There's nothing that's ever done in God's name that is yeah. void. Like, so so what, you can do the open for what somebody saying, else. When do we stop when uh, throw our pearls out? Do we, you know, what he talked about? Pearls before the swine. Yeah. The question is from Bill is how do we know that we're not just wasting our time? It seems like talking to folks. Right. That's a good question. What y'all think, Paul? Never waste of time. <laughs> well, he said, "Don't throw your pearls out there." Yeah, the opportunities, I think, will come up sometime when you're just because. Somebody said, let them do the talking, not you so much. I think you said it, Peggy. Brother you know. Jer, can we get Paul in on this? Okay. I, 
Ozzy, you know where your heart is, right? It doesn't have to be a full sermon in every conversation. Right? Right. relationship with every person I see, right? You're going to be that awkward person. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, you can still live out your faith, right? You can spirit and think, right? Your neighborhood is a series of faith-affirming smiles, right? The cashier, the waiter, anything like that, right? So I don't, yeah, I don't think anything's in vain. I think parents get this. There's no... 50 times you'll tell your kids the same thing. And uh, y'all know where I'm going with this. You have to still try, and because look, God's tasked us to raise these children in his admonition. And so he tells us to go. And, and what a privilege, right? That he even, like, we know ourselves kinda, but God really knows us. You know what I'm saying? Like, he really knows us. And he allows us, and I think that's usually what holds me back. I know myself sometimes too much, than, and I wish I knew God more. Because the more I focus on myself, the more reluctant I am to share who he is. Because I'm worried about me. And the closer we get to God, and we yeah. see how major he is, and he uses us in spite of who we are. Like, that's the God. That's the gospel. And so, here, let me... Let me Jerry, I hear you, brother. Hold on. What Diane mentioned advocates earlier. An advocate is someone who runs to the tension with a heart of reconciliation. What does it look like to be an advocate in your context? I noticed that word advocate, and it kind of struck me, and I can't kind of put the lines, the, the dots together, but isn't the Holy Spirit our advocate? Isn't Jesus our Jesus advocate? Jesus is the advocate. Right. Absolutely. And I'm, I'm thinking, you know, that this is dripping down, uh -huh. you know, down into us and where we're supposed to be the advocate. And the getting to know people and when not to throw the, the pearls before the swine, you're not getting to know them to preach to them. Right? You're getting to know them to build a relationship with them. Can you say that again, sister? You're not getting to know them to preach to them. You're getting to know them to build a relationship. And that relationship will define when we stop and when we go and, and when we just live by example or when we verbally say something. Um, because you're, you're building a relationship. You love this person. You know, so. I mean, I have had non-Christian friends that would not even listen to me say a word about Jesus because right. other people in the past had tried to befriend them just to preach at them and then as soon as this person said, I don't want to hear anymore, they ditched them. And it put a bad taste in their mouth. So it's not like you preach the gospel to them once, twice, seven times, whatever, and then if they say no, you're like, oh, forget it, I give up. Like, we're looking to build relationships with our people in our communities, whether it is our neighbors or cashiers or whoever. And that relationship is what can open doors. God yes. can use that to open doors. We're not going on a short-term mission trip. We live here. I feel like that needs to be like... I think I like that. Like we ain't going on a short-term mission trip. <laughs> <laughs> so the pearls to pigs... I don't think that's about unbelievers. It's really not. And I don't want to. I don't want to dig into it because the reason why. Yeah, because it's talking about brothers. I was talking to him. I mean, I grew up with this guy, and he finally told me that about four or five years that he did not want to hear it anymore. Yeah. He was a sicko. So all right, but what, so I always about ten years now and go to football games, NBA football games. So I asked him if he wanted to go, and I, 
I told the Lord before I went, I was praying. I said, Lord, I'm not going to preach to him unless you open the door, which is really clear for me to understand. And I said, you know me. to make it very clear. So about halfway there, we pull into a Walmart, and we're coming out, and there's a sticker that says on the back of this car, John 3.16. He said, do you know what that means? <laughs> so he said, okay, Lord, I get it. I get it. Now, he heard the gospel. That day. He didn't say it, but he, you know, I told him what it meant. Death, burial, and resurrection. And you weren't going... Now, understand our hearts. We want everyone to know Jesus. So not to not have the to have the task of sharing the gospel with them, to not have that first and foremost doesn't mean that you're doing anybody a disservice. It goes back to um to I think what Amanda said about like make it like if I don't do it, it, it doesn't happen. If we go there like, look, Lord, I just want to love on this brother like you loved on me. And then the Lord will provide that opportunity. Should it be his will to do so? If not, then you trust that Bob will come along That's and right. catch him on the Appalachian Trail at some point. Right. Right. Yeah, I don't you know. Trust I, that I, that I don't know. That's all. That's all. That's all. But we're still, everything is passive. I mean, it can't be passive. It's got to be active. You can't come into church mm -hmm. and, and worship and be passive. It's got to be active. You've got to be at some point active. I mean, you you put it out to God to show to put people in, in the path. But, but still, I can't keep my mouth shut. How many times have we, we all said, man, I had an opportunity and I didn't use it. I didn't even use it. I should have been active and I didn't. We coming from love, We be active right? in the way we live. The way that you live speaks, the way that you live speaks so loud, I can't hear a word that you say. That's how we be active. It's the way that we live. It's active with intent. Yeah, intent. Yeah, yeah. But it first starts with being at the foot of the cross. Mm -hmm. We are to be Martha, not Mary. No, no, no. Other way around. <laughs> Mary. You have to have a Mary heart with a Martha work ethic. Yeah. <laughs> I think the key. I think the root to all of it is, like most of them said, start up a conversation. Don't even bring God into it right then. Just, just start to become, learn to love them and know them, and find out their interest and what makes them tick, what they love, what they don't love, and this and that. Yeah. You start that conversation, and it, it'll roll right into. Yeah. It will. God they'll being they'll there. see your life change. Yes. I have a coworker that she knows what I believe, but I don't. You know, preach to her. I don't say anything. But every once in a while, she'll ask me a question. So what do you think about this Roe versus Wade thing? So what do you think about this? Or, and she may just be egging me and, you know, it's okay. I'll take the opportunity. She's opening the door. I'll just slip right on in there. Brother Jer, Brother Jer, can you be with us here? I'm sorry. It's okay. We're going to get ready to close. Our sister here made a good point. Um, it may take years. For some of y'all have been working at the same place for like, who's got like some tenure on their job? Like you've been working the same place or living at the same place for a few decades. Anybody here like that? I worked at the same place for 30 years. Yeah, lived at the same place. 50 years. Say what, Sister Eva? I lived here 50 years at the same place. 50 years. This ain't over. This ain't an overnight process. Um, can we commit this week, y'all, to pray, to seek God, to be active, expecting God to show us someone to share with or even build a relationship, get to know? Can we actively seek out an opportunity to have a conversation to live out our faith 
and be empathetic and resilient in that place, like that's 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 a lot. That's a lot I feel, but let's just first start off with okay, God, like I'm here with you. I'm in my Word. I'm in. I'm praying. Like I think if we start there, the Spirit of God through His process of sanctification in us will get us to that last point. Um, can we commit to just doing that first? To spending time with God, to spending time in our Word. I think that there's an important thing we didn't put up there. What's that? Say? And that is that we need to prepare ourselves, our own hearts, to accept the fact that if our church becomes the vision that we have for it, it's going to change. Mm -hmm. And you know the old joke about how many Baptists does it take to change a light bulb? Yes. The answer is change. <laughs> I think we need to yeah, ask God I just want you to see where we're all sitting. I came in here and I sat here and I said, exactly. everybody went and sat down and I said, oh, we're all good Baptists. We're sitting exactly, exactly where we were last time. Yeah. <laughs> and I took your seat, didn't I? Oh, I did. We have to prepare ourselves. Oh, man, yes. <laughs> that's a good thought. I want to start with that next week because that's a whole other conversation. But the... How beautiful would it be to not to just add more people to our flock, people that are out there unreached, and that are unchurched, and that need a good community of Christians to be a part of, where they can come and learn and grow and be used by God. That's the goal. And so we got enough seats in that uh, worship center. And there's other churches that are, that are sharing the gospel too. Absolutely. So yeah. um, sorry, guys. Let's um let's pray and um. Yes, sir. I got brother. Uh, dear Lord, I just want to thank you for letting us uh, come together tonight and study your word. Um, I pray for this uh, charge that Pastor Jay has given us that we will be active in searching out this week, preparing our hearts for every opportunity you present in front of us, Lord. Uh, thank you for all that you do for us. Thank you for protecting us, Lord, to get here tonight. And thank you for loving us. And in Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you. Thank you, all We did it right on time. I recorded it. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Check out. Watch out. I'm going to sit in that chair. I'm going to sit in that chair. I'm going to sit in that chair. I'm going to
Then you can go That's to somebody why else's I love house. My and neighborhood. Help <laughs> like if we're looking at, and this is so far from Literally being a plan right now, go, uh, but there are these four places that we're hoping to start small groups. Mm -hmm. I'm hoping to find a house in one of the four of those, or each of the four of those communities, mm -hmm. and send a team that's in that community, and then just do the ministry there on Halloween night. What are the four communities? Portsmouth, Suffolk, Driver, Sleeping Hole, Suffolk, specifically. Carrollton, Smithville. So let's talk some more. You know Carmelina and Jeremy, right? I do, but they got off of things. No, well, okay, but anyways, the second half of that was Jeremy's parents. Yeah, I mean, who I'm sure is actually on the same level. I can't say. Literally, right next to the church. Karen and Bill Fago. Armand, excuse me, not Fago. Armand. Kathy and Dill Armand. They live almost across the street. Bill. Yeah, the way it's called Armand. Yeah, it's right here. It's not. Super strong to the old right here off of the Oh, well, if you're taking people off, but it's Pastor Diane and Paul live off of it. It's Pastor and your driver. I'm hoping. It ain't John Blaine, is it? No. The reason why I said Dell and Kathy is because Dell's 
offered up this house potentially for our small So, but I'm, we're waiting. So there's there's still so much. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's got to be worked a little bit. Yeah, I was like, like literally, they live in Right now, I've got one family that said, hey, we can have a small group yeah. at this house. I went to the elementary school there. That's why I went to school. Yeah. Captain Terry was outside. I went and walked in the I thought you were going to talk about doing, like, baggies with tracks of candy that we can hand out to the kids. like that, but then I don't because I, I'm not, this is Jay. I ain't going to answer first. But come to my house, two or three, here you go. Here's candy and track. Thanks. See you later. I'm all about relationships. I yeah, that's, I, that's, I that's me. Because I mean, well, like, okay, if I lived in a neighborhood where I got a lot of kids, you're not going to know mm -hmm. everyone that comes to your house to trick or treat, anyways. Yeah. And so it's at least something they can take home, they can read, they can give it to their parents and throw it away. It's better now, than nothing. If we get there and we set up hot chocolate, popcorn, apple cider, why y'all doing this? Well, let me tell you why. Like, because God has sent us here to let y'all know that he loves you and we're a church that loves you. We're right in your neighborhood and this is our house. We're probably going to start a small group here. And this is, it's a preference thing, If you can perhaps. do that. See, I didn't know. When you said something about Halloween, I thought you said something about I know. It's, it's like so, six more steps in that thought, but yeah. the idea is to is to set up shop and really just... Well, you got to make sure if there's an HOA, you might have to get their permission. Uh -huh. And you should have a sign that says mm -hmm. the Nancy Baptist Church because people are, if they don't ask, they're going to assume it's by the HOA because some Christians do that. Until they come there and they hear the gospel. Okay. Well, as long as you're actually talking to people. Yeah. And like you're not, I mean, like you definitely would be, but if you have we six people manning it and people are quiet or, you know what I mean? So like, I don't know right. who I'd rather have one That's person asking, or like, asking. Yeah. Well, Basically. but it's still conception. We get a little right. bit of we have, we're, like, we're not at that point in life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like a month. Yeah, a little more than a month. I got six months. I count every day. I know, but I mean, like, <laughs> like stuff we should be playing. I guess it is. I'm working on a system. You can come help be a part of it. If it is cheap. Come on. I mean, with Zach. I mean, we had it. My um my neighbor who um didn't lie to the kids about Santa Claus. Three, four years old, and they just told me they tell me I couldn't real and knew what she took. I'm not gonna lie to my children. So they break that right there. Break it. She says, but you know, I don't like them about Christmas. The next thing they find out they need no truth prayer. Then the Easter body, and they said, well, what else have you lied about the good of me? I'm not gonna say what Tell them, and then when they get to him, they're going to get to him, and 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 they're going to get to
Yeah. Well, how do I believe you? You, you told me that. Really yeah. And see, that's what that lady was telling us. You so I tried to are a steward of the word. It's just a little thing. It doesn't matter. You know, they put a quarter on, well, not a quarter anymore. I, you know, five so dollars on the floor, two mounts. You know, you know our, our yeah. Yeah. Any we projects first start talking about right? Why we need a church contract? I'm excited. So I'm still on business, yeah, so I know what you're saying. And I love our discussion. <laughs> work hard I don't blame you at all. Yeah, I, oh, I was going to bring it to you, but thank you. I should have. No, you're.